We have Jake Hager coming up in a few minutes here on the Blitz 1170. Stay tuned for that before we finish this 3 o'clock hour. I'm Colby Daniels. Aaron Davis hanging out on this Tuesday. No Jeremy Poplin. Back tomorrow. Scott File on the other side of the glass in the Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studio. Uh, did I see that Zach Reynolds, Oilers play-by-play voice, uh, gave us the green light, Scott? To he take did. The, we can go outside. The Tulsa Oiler Hockey Studio outside. Classes outside. So, uh, yeah, I guess we just need to have the an Oilers engineer have come, come uh, do whatever they need to do to make this happen in the next commercial break, right? The Oilers have spoken. <laughs> Let it be done, according to the Oilers. Um, you mentioned the All-Star game in that, in that two-minute drill, and it, it brings up something that I think is interesting because I feel like for the entirety of my professional life doing this gig, talking about sports, talking about the NBA All-Star game, the All-Star game has been massively criticized in the week following it being played. For as long as I can remember, it's been criticized. See, I don't remember it. I I think that's more of recent, like the last two decades. Because I don't don't remember. My professional life. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Because I don't remember in the 80s, early 90s, this much just public hatred. I agree with you. I agree with you. But yeah, for as long as I've been doing this, at least, like doing a show on Monday after the NBA All Star game, talk about the All Star game, people contribute via calls or texts or whatever, nobody's happy with it. Right, the national shows are, are are criticizing it. It's it's never been something that has been met with any sort of positivity in the in the day following the game itself. Yet the numbers this year went up from where they were. What'd you say, fourteen percent? A fourteen, at least fourteen percent. Yeah. And, and I would also argue that this year, especially, it felt like the criticism reached a new height. Like the criticism yesterday, I thought nationally reached a higher level than it's ever been yet we had more 14 percent more viewership more people chicken are paying the attention thing, right i mean it's a chicken or the egg thing right more people watch more people are going to complain so <laughs> <laughs> so why are more people I mean, watching though if it's been a product that that clearly most people have been unhappy with for a long period of time why are more people oh, watching more- it this year because sports fans are fickle and have short memories. And the NBA times it up perfectly where they have the All-Star game the weekend after the Super Bowl where people are bored and looking for something to do. It's the only thing on, right? There's, I mean, I guess there's some NHL games and some college basketball games, but spring training hasn't started. There's no more football. It, all you have is All-Star weekend last weekend. And I think mo- I think a lot of it is just there's nothing else going on. And then you watch Were you it, part you of the fourteen percent growth? I was not. I actually did not watch it live. I caught some really? clips. And I mean, it's the All Star Game. I know exactly what it is. It's an exhibition game where they play for nothing. They don't try. They don't play for anything. It, it, it's at the point where the the commissioner of the league is passive aggressively awarding MVPs at the end of the game. Like you know, it's an issue, right? And it, everybody's annoyed. And it started Saturday night, like the set. The slam dunk contest was terrible. I mean, it's been terrible for a while with, you know, a few exceptions. But it's just, it's players, it's former players, it's fans, it's the league office. Like, there's nobody satisfied with 
the product right now on All-Star Weekend. And I I don't know if there's a simple answer to fix it. I think that there probably is. I think paying the players to play in the All-Star Game would probably be a good start, but it's terrible. I, I'm not going to spend three hours watching it. I, I already know what it's going to be. I, it, it is always interesting when I hear people say, like, they just need to get rid of it. Well, I mean, it's still performing better than whatever else you would be airing at that point, right? Yeah, it makes money, for sure. I mean, it's it's still making money, so, I, I mean, I think it would be incredibly foolish, as bad as the product might be for the NBA to, to just completely scrap it. But if there was ever to be a conversation about, you know, we have to make moves to really, like, change the shift of where this thing is, is headed. Um, yeah. I mean, maybe the money contributes a little bit, but I, I mean, I don't even know with that. If, if ultimately it's enough money to make these guys play at a really high level. I, I've got a few ideas. If you want to, I can I'll run by you guys for how sure. to potentially make the all-star game a little bit better. It's never going to be great. Like this is just the reality. It's never going to be great. There's no way it's going to be great when you these guys for about 40 games a year don't really – I mean, they don't play at 100% anyway, right? And in games that matter towards, you know, the record and official stats and everything, they're still not going 100% every night. But, A, pay them. Again, these are all the top players in the league that make, you know, 30 to $50 million a year. What is there? There's not, probably not a realistic number you're going to pay them for this game that's going to change a lot. B, maybe you go the MLB route, and since you've reverted back to the traditional East versus West, maybe you're playing for home court advantage in the finals. You know, most of these guys are on good teams that, in their mind, especially now that everybody makes the playoffs with the playing tournament or has a chance to make the playoffs, most of the players playing in the in the all-star game, in their minds, they're playing for something, right? They're playing on a team that they think has a chance to make a run in the playoffs. Maybe the winner gets home court advantage in the finals, which is a huge advantage in the NBA. And then three, we're going to get a little wild. Get some college. all. You get the 12 best players for college basketball or 15. Get the 12, 15 best NBA players. Have a college versus NBA all-star game. They used to do it in football. I don't know. Maybe – Maybe pride is the thing that you have to do to spark the interest from the NBA players in that (laughs) they are not going to let themselves get embarrassed by some 18- and 19-year-old college basketball players. And with NIL, you can pay the college players now. There you go. Are you ready for me to shoot these down? Please. Okay, okay, number one, and Scott, jump in as well. Number one, I think money I don't know what dollar amount you would have to pay that would equal these guys performing to a level of your expectation in this this one event. Like you yeah, said, there money... are a lot of players in the regular season that aren't playing to, you know, what the 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 same level is that we would expect like when we're watching, you know, meaningful basketball. So I I I don't know, I mean short of giving these guys millions of dollars, which wouldn't make any sense at all. Like you scrap the game before you pay all of these guys millions of dollars. Um, yeah. I, I don't think the money thing to me oh. would, would make a giant difference. Maybe, maybe a small difference, but not enough to, to like completely turn the game around. 
also a big flaw in the NBA, the way the NBA All-Star game is set up is because it's fan voting, it's really hard for younger guys and new guys to get into that that fan voting and make the All-Star teams. Like, look at the West. There's so many guys on there. LeBron's been to 20 straight All-Star games. Like, it's just so hard for guys like, like even just Shea. Shea was a starter and he's been great, but like it's been a few years of him playing at a high level to get to that level uh, with fan voting. And, you know, it's just, it's a little bit harder to break in. So those guys aren't as incentivized, I think, because the older guys aren't as incentivized because they've been there a dozen times. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Okay. So to your home court advantage scenario, like, yeah, that would that would benefit the All-Star game. I think that would work in terms of saving the All-Star game, but then I think you're you're adding to what is a much bigger problem and that is further watering down the 82 game regular season, right? The 82 game regular yeah. season to me needs to be fixed way before the NBA All-Star game needs to be fixed. And if we are Whoa. further damaging the 82 game regular season to help the All-Star game, then I I wouldn't be in favor of that at all. Okay, I, I, I couldn't remember if the NBA's home court advantage in the finals is determined by record or if it alternates. It is by record, though, correct? Yes. Okay, so you're right. That would that would water that down quite significantly. Like further than it already is, right? Which which is it's already a problem. Like I think we we have more discussions about how to save the NBA regular season than we have discussions about the All Star Game. Yeah, but I don't know. Do you think that teams throughout the season are paying attention to the records of the teams in the other conference? Like, do you think that get you? Know, do you think that like the the Celtics are concerned right now with being the number one, re- having the number one record in the NBA? Or you think they're just worried about getting the number one seed in the East? I think that they are probably worried about just winning on a nightly basis and staying at the top. Well, sure. But well, yeah. I think w- when that really comes into effect is down the stretch of the season, right? I mean, once you've kind of maybe realized what your place in your conference is going to be, or at least maybe the vicinity of where you're going to be, then you start maybe looking across the league and seeing where where you sit as far as c- the comparison to the Western Conference. But, I mean, at the least, it is something that can be used as an incentive, whether that's for the final week of the season, the final month of the season, or, you know, how, whatever period of time that a team decides to embrace it. It at least maybe gives the fans some incentive, right, to care. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so the, the third one, a, a, an NBA college all-star matchup. So I feel like... 15, 20 years ago, this would have been a great idea. I think it would have been awesome, and it would have been a lot of fun to watch. In today's college basketball, like, are we taking the top 15, like, NBA prospects, or are we taking the top 15 best college players? Because the problem is, I don't think either one of them is competitive at all, right? Like, maybe 20 years ago when we had... These, these All-American teams that you had future NBA stars that had played you know, multiple years of college basketball, I think that probably transfers better into a, a matchup scenario than the current structure where you either have these prospects that are way too green, if you will, 
to be able to compete against NBA stars, or you have these All-Americans who are really good at the college level and maybe four or five-year players that, that probably have very little chance of, of actually getting regular playing time on the NBA level. I, I think that, I think ideally in my mind, but it would force is you would have the college players going into that situation, into that game, trying, right? And that going max 100% level, playing defense, playing pre- full court press, like whatever it might be, and forcing the NBA players to take it a little bit more serious. And if the NBA wins by 150 points, it wins by 150 points. But <laughs> I, I, to me, it seems like the biggest gripe is people just want to see them try Yeah, in the All-Star game. Well, I, I, I made the reference the other day, like nobody is, is making an effort to play defense, and, and Dusty Dvorak disagreed with me. In fact, they, they are making an effort to actually get out of the way, right? You might actually be in somebody's <laughs> path, and then you make an effort to remove yourself from that path so that they have a clear, clear line to the bucket. It, it seems harder to not – it seems harder to play <laughs> no defense at the level of playing no defense than to just, like – casually try to stay in somebody's face right right yeah it's i mean it's it's not good but yeah i just i don't know that there there's a fix for it i just don't think that it's you know times change and i think the the circumstances of the all-star game change like you know i grew up watching the all-star game when it was like for some of those players, it might be the only time that you ever see them play during the NBA season. Right. Yeah. And that's just, it's not the showcase that it was. I think when I was growing up and I understand that, like I I don't hold it to that same standard because you have the ability now to watch every single NBA player every single night. Like it's, you have the access and it's not, a showcase to the point of like you get your opportunity to see some of these guys that you never get to see play. So we're just in such a different time that I don't hold it to the same standard that I did when I was growing up. I'd be okay. Just scrap the game. I I enjoy Saturday NBA all-star Saturday night. The dunk contest is hit or miss year to year, but I love the three point contest. I love all the skill stuff. Just, I see, we see these guys play games all the time. Have them do some weird gimmicky stuff. Like the NFL and flag, the NFL switching to flag football, like I've enjoyed watching the Pro Bowl the last two years and then doing all this weird gimmicky stuff that's different. Maybe the NBA just needs to do that. Maybe they need to stop looking at this as a traditional game and look at it as just a, a all-star weekend of like just putting players to the test at diff- various things. Have them try to hit a baseball. I'd, I'd, well, I'd tune in to watch LeBron James try to hit a baseball. Uh, there's no way they would ever put somebody <laughs> in jeopardy of hurting themselves in the middle of the year in that way, I, I think. But to I your mean, point, I, 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 I would watch that, absolutely. Sure. I mean, it doesn't have to be whatever it is. Like, it can be all be basketball-related. Just have them do, like, games. Make it, make it, make it about different games, the different skill sets. I, I, just watching them just play basketball, like a, a sloppy pickup game of basketball, is just so boring to me. I said yesterday, and I've, I've felt this way for a long time, like I, I love the movie White Men Can't Jump. I love the, the two-on-two basketball sure, yeah. game setup. And I've thought forever, how cool it would be if you make the all-star team, right, the, the 24 or however many guys it is now, the 24 guys that, that ultimately make it, 
you pair them off in twos in some way, whether they get to pick or you, you, you know, you somehow draw names or whatever. You just you 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 do a two on two tournament on Sunday, and and look, you're talking about added time and added content, right? If you were to do a two on two tournament on a Sunday, and and it's not going to require a tremendous amount of of like actual physicality because you play your game and then maybe you go sit yeah. for a while, but. A two-on-two tournament would be out of this world awesome. I would 100% tune in for an NBA Jam weekend in the NBA. But a thousand percent. Yeah. It just, With just I, the All-Stars competing against the All-Stars, right? Yeah. I think you draw names and it's completely random. If you get if you get Giannis and Bam Adebayo paired up, well, you just got Giannis and Bam Adebayo, and those dudes got to figure out how to stop Trey Young and Steph Curry. Like – it, there could be numerous possibilities, right? And numerous storylines and different like ways to plan game plan for the teams. And I'm all in on that. Like that would be so much fun in my opinion. And if you do it random, it's different every year. You don't know what's going to happen. And yeah, like I sign me up. That I think that's I think that's probably the best idea I've heard of how to salvage yeah, the NBA All Star game. To, you know, fifteen or twenty one by ones and twos. Make it, take it, you know, shoot for the ball, and there you go. You're <laughs> off to the races, and, and you could just rotate these these short games onto, you know, TNT or whatever, and, I mean, that's that's five or six hours, I think, of content, right? Easily, that, yeah. That would be a home, a home run content. And I don't know any, any basketball player at any level that doesn't love playing two-on-two. Two. It's completely different than what they normally do every night during the NBA season. It, I mean, it, it kind you know, of showcases just, what all these guys are doing in the All-Star game anyway, which is their individual skill sets, right? Yeah, it's one-on-one. It's, it's, yeah, you, it's just two guys one-on-one, or four guys playing one-on-one, basically. And then with the new LED floor, you can, like, you know, you can use that, have, like, pop-up random hotspots or something. I mean, you could do... You could have endless possibilities if you incorporate the new LED floor. Yeah. I mean, it, it's 100%. I think that that would be significantly better than what they have right now. Yeah. And, and like I think say, that make... it puts, it puts a, I think, a, a tremendous amount of weight on every player's pride, more so than the game itself when you're on the floor with five other guys and. You know, like I think in some ways there are guys that don't want to be the one try-hard guy out there, right? If the other the other nine yeah. guys on the floor are all like walking and nobody's playing defense, like you don't want to be the guy that oh look at try-hard over here who's actually trying to play defense when nobody else is. Like when you go one-on-one though, like you you uh, there's you have something to lose. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't want it pride. I think that's one of the. Pride is the ultimate factor in getting these guys to care about this game. Because when nobody's trying, there's nobody's embarrassed that they're not trying. And then you get the one guy that's that right. tries, but he's it's there's fifteen other guys on your team that are just like, Come on guy. But when it's two on two, if one guy's not trying and the other one is, then the one not trying looks like the, the jerk. Yeah. And embarrassment is, is the same reason that you're never going to get the dunk contest back to where it used to be because you're never going to have the superstars of the league participating, right? Nobody wants to be Jalen Brown, the one all-star that was in there looking like garbage, right? 
Uh, do you see Shaq uh, watching his final Jalen Brown's final dunk? <laughs> yeah. I mean, what do you like? Yeah, and I, I think the dunk contest. I think we've capped out on uh, what the dunk contest can be because I just don't know. I don't know what else that these guys can do. They haven't already done yeah. it. You know well, what I mean? Well, like, not only what else they can do, but like, like, and I'm putting myself in this group. As sports fans, we're all so critical that like that dunk contest finishes, and I'm just like throughout. I'm like, this stinks. These guys are, you know, th- like I I can't even dream of doing anything like they're attempting to do. But like, Jalen Brown, you hold to a much higher standard than these other guys because he's an actual NBA All Star, and you're like, that was terrible. <laughs> no superstar wants to like risk potentially, you know, that same sort of embarrassment or criticism. I get it. I, I, I guess I get it. But, yeah, I mean, according to uh, who was it, Stephen A. Smith, LeBron James is the reason the dunk contest sucks now. So, thanks, LeBron. I mean, yeah. I, mean, I, don't, I don't agree, but it I, – I, yeah, I mean, it's just – it's it's terrible. Like I just, it's tough. It's and it's tough to follow up like the excitement of Super Bowl weekend and then put out such boring product. Obviously, people watch, so nobody. So at the end of the day, yeah. do they really care? But well, and it's it's also funny to me because, like you said, for for a lot of, and I'm I'm using the term sports fan as opposed to like NBA fan, but for a lot of sports fans. Like, the NBA All-Star Weekend is their, like, transition into their portion of NBA fandom, right? For sure. I mean... Like, if you're an NBA fan, you're probably watching from game one until the end. But if you're, like, a general sports fan where you're kind of watching everything year-round, like, the All-Star break and on is, is probably when you start really paying attention to the NBA and watching it much more closely and watching a lot more of it than, than you were leading up to that point while it's competing with the NFL and college football. Yeah, I mean, when I was, when I covered the Thunder, I, you know, I was, I'm game one to game 82. Like I'm at every home game at, at the Paycom center now that they call it. And I'm checked in, but now I, I check in after the Super Bowl. I start, I start checking into the NBA. I start checking into you know, like Premier League soccer, like all my other sports, because I just the NFL and college football consumes so much of my time during football season. That as a sports fan, yeah, I don't. I'm casually keeping up with the NBA until the end of February. Yeah, same man. Same. Like I'm, I'm, I'm paying attention to the the headlines. The, the narratives, I'm, I'm watching games from time to time, watching highlights daily, but I'm not like, I'm not like geeked on it like I am on football during that time. And I don't fully, I think, dive in until after football's over and All-Star Weekend is usually kind of that transition point for me to fully dive into the NBA. Well, hey, uh, when the games start back up, they can't be any worse than the last NBA game you watched. So. No, what'll happen is we'll we'll have a couple bad nights of of shooting and you know Oh, nobody can make a bucket. Where are we? Come on, glass half full, it'll be great. Yeah. Or go from that. 
on Sunday to watching a college game. Ugh. Why are you watching a college basketball game for Colby? Where where field goal percentages can be thirty two percent at times. <laughs> shocking at times. OU is eighteen percent in the second half against Kansas. I don't understand how. I look I college basketball to me has struggled for the past twenty years. Maybe not, maybe 15. 15 years. It, the product has really struggled. But I just, I mean, are they playing that good a defense to shoot 18%? I don't know. Stuff. Love March Madness, yeah. but regular season college basketball can be pretty tough to get through. All right, we've got to take a timeout. I'm Colby Daniels. That is Aaron Davis hanging out on this Tuesday. No Jeremy Poplin, but he will be back tomorrow. Scott File is on the other side of the glass in the Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studio. Coming up in the 4 o'clock hour, we have Factor Fiction. We have John Holcomb and Nick Harris in the 5 o'clock hour. But next, it's Scott File and Jake Hager right here on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app.